Praise the Lord. Isn't God good today? Amen. Isn't God good today? I said, isn't God good? Hallelujah. He's a good God, and we thank Him for that. If you want to stand with me in the reading of the Word, I'm going to read one verse today. I'm going to read Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. And I'll wait. All right. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God, we thank you today for your word. We know that your word is anointed, God. We pray that you'd bless and anoint your messenger today. I pray in the name of Jesus. God, hide me under the shadow of your cross. God, help me to say those things which are from you. I pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord God, that it would, your spirit would just seat down in the hearts of men and women. God, you would speak to our hearts this morning, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. This morning, I just want to use a scripture for a title and and, and entitle it this. Be strong and of good courage. Amen. Be strong and of good courage. The scripture that we read, and we're going to read it again right now, said, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. This was God's message that he gave Moses to give to the children of Israel as they were about to go into the promised land. He said, I'm not going to be able to go with you, but that's okay. Fear not. Be strong and have a good courage because God's not going to leave you and he's not going to forsake you. Amen. To be strong means that we need to be powerful. Be vigorous. Healthy, stout, tough, to be strong. Hallelujah. That's important for us to remember today. It's important for us to remember that as long as we are strong, there's no enemy that can touch us. There's no enemy that can overtake us. And we know where our strength comes from. It does not come from the arm of the flesh. It does not come from anything that we can tap into on our own, by our own selves. But we know that our strength comes from the Lord above. Hallelujah. For his word says in Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Somebody today needs to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Paul was saying to the church, he was saying, in conclusion... Be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from Him and be empowered through your union with Him and the power of His boundless might. Is anybody thankful for the power of God this morning? We must be strong in faith. We must be strong in prayer. And we must be strong in our confidence in God. Hallelujah. He said, be of a good courage. That means you've got to be brave. This fight takes people who are brave to step up. Sometimes you don't feel like being brave. You feel a little bit, but then you remember, hey, I'm not walking in the power of my own might. I'm walking in the power of the Lord God Almighty. And because of that, I can be brave. I can be strong because God is the one that's helping me. Hallelujah. We need to realize that God has given us the ability to conquer. God sees you as he saw Gideon. He sees you as a mighty person of valor. You know Gideon, the Bible says that he saw himself as the least in his father's house. But that's not how God looked at Gideon. 
Sometimes we take the approach of what we think. We say, oh, this is how it is. But no, no, God turns the picture around and says, no, I see a mighty person of valor. valor. I see a mighty warrior in my army. Hallelujah. The last part of Romans 8 and 31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? The enemy's been telling some people that you're going down, that you're going under, that it's not going to be good. But let me remind you this morning that if God is for you, and he is, uh, there is no enemy that can do anything to you. uh, Because greater is he that is in you uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, You are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony as you begin to testify of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel his presence here this morning. Nobody can be against you. There's no demon in hell big enough to be against you with the power of God inside of you. Greater is he. Just remember that this morning. Hallelujah. God said to the Israelites, do not allow fear to get in your hearts. He said, don't be afraid of them. Don't worry about them. Hallelujah. When you see giants and you see mighty armies. Don't let this intimidate you or bring you fear. And then he told them why. And the same thing stands for us true today. The same reason. He said, I'm going with you. I'm not going to fail you, nor am I going to forsake you. The same thing that he said to the Israelites, uh, God is saying to his people this morning, uh, I'm with you. I'm not going to fail you. And I'm not going to forsake you. I'm the God that called you. I'm the God that started you in this race. And I will be the God that helps you to the end of your race. I am with you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel his presence here this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we will not be intimidated by the giants because we know that God is with us. And if we could just convince ourselves of this fact... Life on earth would be so much easier to deal with. If we can just convince ourselves that God is with us this morning. Amen. It would be so much easier to know that, hey, it's going to be okay. But sometimes we let the devil get in our head and begin to speak to us and tell us things. And he's a liar. He's a liar. True peace of mind comes when you know that God is with you. Hallelujah. What made the children of Israel fearful was not knowing what was ahead of them. You know, we're human. And sometimes we wish we could know what the next thing was that's going to happen in our lives or to our family. But God knows sometimes that we just, we're human and we can't take it. So he just reveals to us what he wants to reveal to us. And we have to trust him and know that God is in control. And like the old saying goes, I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds my tomorrow. I may not know what tomorrow is going to be like, but I know the Jesus that I serve. I know the God who is holding my hand, who is guiding me and leading me all the way to my promised land. I know in whom I believe. Hallelujah. Oh, aren't you thankful? Don't you feel, if you feel the presence of the Lord, why don't you just give God a praise right now? Thank you, Jesus, for your presence.
Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your peace that's flowing through here right now. Thank you for your joy that's flooding this house right now. God, thank you, Jesus, that right now, as your word is going forth, faith is building up in some people that the enemy is trying to batter down. But in the name of Jesus, you are lifting our faith, Lord, right now. And joy, even this moment, is flooding somebody's whole soul right now. Peace, this moment, is flooding into somebody's life right now. I thank you, Jesus, that you are making us completely whole. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe you've heard the story of how the the Scotch preacher, John Robertson, he was discouraged with his work, and he meditated and prayed late into the night. And as the day dawned, he cried out in anguish of his soul. He said, Lord, I resign my commission. Ever been there where you just say, I'm just going to resign it all. I resign my commission. And only to hear back the words from the Lord. He heard these consoling words. You do not have to resign your commission. I will re-sign it for you. And it's recorded that John Robertson went forth a new power from that day forth. This morning, there's people in this house that you may feel discouraged. You may feel like resigning life all together. But God wants to re-sign you. God wants to re-fire you. He wants that there be a, a power of the Holy Ghost in you like when you first uh, received the power of the Holy Ghost. He wants that joy back in you again. And God wants to re-sign you. Hallelujah. Although the devil would try to come in and bring discouragement. I know even as the word of God is going forth, God is encouraging somebody's soul right now. And he's saying, be strong and of a good courage. Don't fear what the enemy can do to you. Don't worry about the devil. Just trust me, he's saying this morning. None of us can claim to understand all there is to know about God. If we were truthful about it, none of us could. But there is one thing I do know about my Jesus. I know that he can be trusted. He can be trusted. He cannot always be explained, but he can always be trusted. Hallelujah. Matthew 24 and 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. If Jesus spoke it, if God spoke something into your life, it will come to pass. It's going to happen. Here's why. Because God said it, and that makes it final. If Jesus said it, it's going to come to pass. God cannot lie. We read in the Old Testament, in Numbers 23 and 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said... And shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? God's going to do what he said. That's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Titus 1 and 2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. There are scriptures all throughout the Bible that tell, lets us know that God is not a liar. And it's evident by the fact that I just read you an Old Testament scripture and a New Testament scripture. It's evident by the fact that different generations experienced the same thing. He said the same thing to different generations. It's evident by this that God does not change his word. 
And that God is no respecter of persons. What God said to the Old Testament people, he'll do for you. What God said in Titus, uh, he'll do for you, even though that was another day that it was spoken. He will do it. It's a live word right here, right now. If God has given you a promise, uh, if God has spoken something into your life, uh, whether you read the word of God and God gave you a promise and said such and such, uh, whether God gave you a dream, uh, amen, and you had this dream that you've not seen come to pass yet, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost uh, that God's word will not fail. I'm reminding you uh, that his word will come to pass hallelujah hallelujah scripture even declares in Malachi 3 and 6 that he does not change that which God has said he will do hallelujah I love this scripture about what God says about his written word and his spoken word Psalms 89 and 34 he says my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Oh, we change and we say, oh, you know, we're gonna, this is how we're going to, it's going to happen now because we're human. But when God speaks a word, when it comes out of his lips to your ears, when God speaks a word to you, he's promised us that he will not alter that which comes out of his lips. But it's a true word. It's a sure word. It's a foundation that you can stand upon because his word is forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah. What promise has God spoken to you this morning? What promises in the past the devil has been trying to tell you that are not going to happen? What, remember, remember and think right now of the promises of God that have been spoken into your life. Uh, amen. It's going to come to pass. Isaiah 61 and 1 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. I'm sure many of you know that in the Old Testament times when a king won a battle, when he won a battle, they would take a piece of the, and put it on the robe of the victorious king that, from the other king who was defeated to show how powerful and how mighty that he was with that train that flowed behind him. And the word of God that we just read says, God's train fills the temple. There's victories all over the temple right now. His train. Look at the victories that are sitting in this house right now. His train fills the temple. Don't let the enemy discourage you and put you down right now. Realize that there are many victories that we're sitting upon right now. Victory upon victory. I see in the Holy Ghost from chair to seat to seat to seat to seat. I see victories that God is ready to manifest in our lives. Hallelujah. His train fills the temple. He's the all-powerful, almighty God. In other words, if God can't fail, you can't lose. And God cannot fail. So therefore, you are not going to lose. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody give God praise for that right now. Hallelujah. I know we've all had times in our lives where it seemed like things just weren't going right. It seemed like that everything is wrong and the safety of our world is threatened. And there are times when... We are even in deep despair in our lives. When we're hurting immensely, 
And the only light that we see at the end of the tunnel looks like a train coming right back at us. Ever been there before? But it's in times like these, I want to remind you that God is there to deliver you. It's in times like those, hallelujah, where God is ready to help and God is ready to intervene. There are stories that are left to us all throughout scripture that should inspire us to realize that God is a very present help. Remember the children of Israel? They were in a situation that looked desperate. They were in a situation where they found themselves in front of the Red Sea. Here comes Pharaoh's army behind, coming after them. They had no place to go. And we read in Exodus 14, and verse 10, starting there, we read how they were in a panic. We're human. Sometimes when it seems like it's, it's over, what am I going to do? We start to panic like they did. And they said, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. They were panicking a little bit. They couldn't see the results that were getting ready to happen. But Moses had a great answer in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13, continuing on. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Oh, hallelujah. When, when you've done all you can, just stand. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I know somebody in this house is going through it this morning, but it's all right. You've got God on your side in the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of your situation. You need to stand up and begin to praise God, begin to magnify God, begin to lift God up. Even when your body don't feel good, even when your body tells you you can't do it, you've got to get a praise inside of you and begin to praise him. Oh, yet will I praise him. Yet will I glorify him. Yet will I magnify him. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. The Lord shall fight for you. And he is fighting for you. Hallelujah. The enemy of your soul would try to get you to dwell on your past mistakes. He'd try to get you to dwell in your doubts and in your fears. But that's just a trick of the enemy to keep you from receiving the miracle that God has for you in this place this morning. We got to stop dwelling on the things of the past. Because the past will hinder your future and even your eternity. Somebody this morning just needs to cheer up. Come on, cheer up and realize that God is in control. God is on the throne. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Believe it. It's going to happen today. 
It just might be the next praise that comes out of your mouth brings your miracle today. It just might be the next prayer that comes forth from your lips will bring a loved one home today. Today you will receive your miracle. Woo! Hold your peace against the enemy. God is already fighting. God is already sent out, dispatching, he's dispatched angels, warring angels, even the warring angel Michael to war on your behalf. Don't worry about it. Hold your peace. Just begin to praise God. Just begin to trust God. Just begin to magnify God. Oh, hallelujah. Won't he do it? He's given us all kinds of examples. He did it for Moses. Moses was in a mess. But God delivered him. Hallelujah. Joshua. God, you know the story, delivered them. Delivered Jericho into their hands as they began to march around the walls of Jericho. It didn't make sense. But he did it for Joshua. You know the story of David and Goliath. It looked like old David was outnumbered. But he wasn't outnumbered because greater is he that's in us. Hallelujah. As David began to sling that old... Come on. He took that slingshot and began to whirl it around. And let that thing fly. God directed that thing. And there was a miracle. You know the story of Elisha and his servant. In 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 15 we start reading there. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. Come on. Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed. There's the key right there. We've got to get ourselves into prayer. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of chariots and horses. It was full all around about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Elisha, somebody needs to open your eyes right now and realize there's a greater host that's with you than those that are saying they're against you. There's a God who is no match. He can take the devil with one pinky. He can take the devil. The devil is no match for God. God is greater. He is more powerful and he is more capable than anything we could ever try to do. We just got to trust him. What about Daniel? He couldn't see the angel in in the lion's den, but old Daniel sure saw the results of what happened. The Hebrew children, they may not have saw the fourth man in the fire, but they sure saw the results of the fourth man in the fire. Lot, when the two angels came, they came and delivered Lot. There's all kinds of examples in the Bible of the Lord coming to our rescue, of the Lord coming to our help. They're not just there just to be there. They're there for our admonition. They're there that we can read them and be encouraged and say, hey, God did it for them. God did it for Daniel. God did it for all these different people we've talked about. And God will do it in my life. God will do it in my family. Hallelujah. You may not see the angels that God has... You may not see the angels that God has already sent to protect you. You may not see the angels that God has already sent and dispatched on your behalf. 
But somebody needs to hear me this morning. Uh, you're about to see the results uh, of what God has already put into motion. There's a miracle that's coming now in the name of Jesus. There's a miracle coming in your... You've got to believe what I'm saying this morning. Uh, there's a miracle coming into somebody's life. Hallelujah. 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 I won't be a whole lot longer, but we need to remember that our timetable is not God's timetable. We want it now. We want it in a hurry. But that's not always how God works. I know that we live in a day that's called the information age. That's the kind of day we live in. And we know how all these innovations, they've just changed our lives over time from the way that we communicate with each other daily or the lack thereof as we're all sitting in a family room and looking at our phones. But they've changed our lives in certain ways. The way... We read our books and the way we do business and shop seems to change even daily. All kinds of information is today at our fingertips. You don't have to go to the library and find that, that out. You can just grab your phone or your, your smart device or whatever and just begin to look and you find it. Amen. You go to the web. You don't have to go to the store for a lot of things anymore. You can just have it shipped right to your house. Just shop online. Everything is done instantly. Come on, Amazon Prime. You know, you just don't want Amazon. You don't want to order from them, but you've got to have the Prime so you can get it faster. Everything is done instantly, if not sooner. We're all in a hurry. We want to get things done. Get it done right now. Make it happen right this moment, God. There's no time to think. No time to meditate on the Word of God. There's no time to read the Bible. There's no time to see what God has to say. Come on, let's go. Let's get it done, God. Amen. We've got places to go, people to see, man. We're important. We've got to get this done today. Come on. God says, stop. Wait. Stop for a minute. I'm speaking. Even right this moment, God is speaking to somebody saying, stop. Just wait through all that clutter, through all those things you've got to get done. Just stop and wait. Wait, I've got this. Did I not say to you, thus and thus? Did I not promise you that I would do this miracle? God's saying, stop. Trust me. We've got to remember that we've got to stop for a moment. Because the word of God says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Uh, oh, come on. We all run out of strength. But if we'll just stop for a second and say, God, uh, I can't do this anymore on my own. And we'll wait on the Lord. Uh, there will be strength that will flood into you. And your promise will come to pass as you realize that God is a source. As God strengthens you. Remember Abraham and Sarah. God promised them. A miracle child. But it was 24 years later when that true trauma promise came to pass. Yes, they tried to make that promise happen before it was supposed to come to pass. You know the story how Sarah gave Abraham Hagar. And there was a child born, born named Ishmael. And Ishmael is the father of the Arab race. Hasn't been nothing but strife since because of a choice that was made that was outside of the will of God.
But I think it's interesting in Genesis 22 and verse 2. To Abraham, God said, take your son, thine only son. When he was talking to him about bringing him up and making a sacrifice. He said, take your son, thine only son. Abraham had more than one son. But God did not acknowledge that. God did not acknowledge that Abraham had made a past mistake. And I've come to tell somebody in this house this morning, even if you have failed, if you will repent this morning, God will bring to promise, bring to pass the promises that he's already made in your life. Even if you failed, it doesn't matter. You can get down and repent. That's the gift of repentance. You can say, God, here I am again. I'm human. I've made a mistake. But God, I love you. God, I want to serve you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And God, I know that you are coming right now to rescue me. And I know that my promise is still alive. My, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, Lamentations chapter 3, 21 through 23. This I recall to mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Does anybody want to thank God right now for his faithfulness? Hallelujah. I'm going to stop right there. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this place right now. I feel the Spirit of God in this place right now. Hallelujah. God, it's the will of God that every one of us be strengthened this morning. It's the will of God that every one of us be renewed this morning. It's the will of God this morning that every one of us would feel a fresh touch from heaven. And I know the Word of God says in Isaiah that with stammering lips and a new tongue that God was going to speak to His people. And I know His Word said that it would be the refreshing. And I believe in the Holy Ghost right now that there's a refreshing. I feel the refreshing power of God. I feel the refreshing spirit of God here right now. And I believe if somebody would step up out of their seat and lift their hands and raise their voice to the Lord and begin to praise God with a shout, begin to praise God with triumph in your voice. I believe in the Holy Ghost that there's victory in this place this morning. And God wants to fill you and strengthen you. If you'd have the gumption right now to lift your hands, if you'd have the gumption right now, maybe you need to repent first and just ask God to forgive you. But after you've done that, just lift your hands and begin to praise the Lord, begin to magnify the Lord, and the strength of the Lord wants to be infused into you right now. I feel the strength of God helping me right now. I feel the strength of God flowing into some people right now. Receive the strength of the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Be strengthened. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And right now, God, let your strength sweep right now. God, from the left to the right, let it sweep across this building. I pray in the name of Jesus that every individual that's in this house would be strengthened, would feel the power of the Holy Ghost, and begin to speak with tongues as the Holy Ghost would give them the power to do so. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're going to get your strength as the Holy Ghost comes into you this morning. You're going to get your wind back when the Holy Ghost comes into you this morning. So right now, come on, tap into it. The Spirit of God is here, and I know when His Spirit is present, I can tap in and receive something from it. I might be weak, Lord, but you are my strength. Lord, I might feel like I have no strength or anything to give right now, but God, I know that you are infusing strength into my body. You're putting strength into me to do the work of the Lord, and I know, God, right now, you are putting strength into people in this house. Oh, Lord, there is victory Victory upon victory upon victory upon victory upon victory in the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I know life seems like it's not been fair to some, but right now, God is putting strength into you. God is putting fresh power into you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you receive from the Lord this morning, if you receive this from the Lord this morning, come on, ask you, would you respond in the Holy Ghost? I could have gone on for a while longer, but I feel the stirring of the Holy Ghost. I feel the stirring of the Spirit of God in this place. I feel the stirring right now, the stirring hearts and minds, the stirring into you right now, the seeds that have been sown to the Word of God, reminding you that God is in control, reminding you that God loves you, reminding you that God cares about you, reminding you that God has not given up on you. He's not left you. He's not forsaken you. Be of good courage right now in Jesus name and say I'm a soldier of God I can do this I've got this with the help of the Lord and the strength of God right now hallelujah 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 come on in Jesus name in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Listen, for I hear the voice of the Lord speaking to me right now, saying how often I would have gathered you together, how often I would have strengthened you. But your thoughts were so busy, and your schedule was so full, that when I sent my servant to speak to you and said, I will also bless you, and you are to be encouraged, yet your thoughts were so full and so busy, I call to you today, saith the Lord, I call to you to slow down, even in this moment. Come to me, saith the Lord, in this moment. Forget about tomorrow. Forget about yesterday, saith the Lord, and come to me in this moment. Reach to me with your heart, and I will not fail you. I will touch you. I will bless you. I will help you. I wonder if you'd receive that right now. Just lift your voices and begin to praise the Lord in this house. Oh, you busy-minded guy, you busy-minded gal, right now in the name of Jesus, wipe all that away and lift your hands to Jesus and, and reach to him in this moment. This moment, just you and Jesus, just Jesus and you. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. How often he said he would have blessed us. How often he would have strengthened us, but we were so busy. Come on, somebody get unbusy right now from the back door all the way to the platform. Come on, get unbusy. Some of you are still thinking about other things, but oh God, here I am today. I want to respond to your voice. Let me just add something this morning right now 
Mary and Joseph lost Jesus when they had had him for 12 years. Your most likely time that you're going to lose Jesus is after you've been living for God for a long time. They didn't lose him when he was a baby. They didn't lose him when he was a toddler. But after they'd had him 12 years, they got so accustomed to Jesus that he was lost in the crowd. The Bible said they went a whole day journey before they recognized Jesus is not here anymore. Then they went back to the city and they searched for him for three days. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, the easiest time to lose Jesus is after you've been with him for a long time. You can become so accustomed. And if you're not careful, he can become common. How many of you that's been living for God for several years would lift your voice and say, Lord, I don't ever want to lose you. Lord, I've been living for you for all these years. And now, Lord God, you're more precious to me than anything. You're more precious to me than anybody. Come on, somebody. Somebody that's been living for God for several years, uh, as well as the newbies. Uh, come on. In the name of Jesus, uh, lift your hands to the Lord uh, and begin to say, God, please uh, don't ever let me lose your presence out of my life, uh, but let me walk with you. Let me talk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. For without you, I could never, no, never make heaven my home.